Who are the biggest winners and losers from week 11 of the NFL season? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You could follow me at FFBallBlast on Twitter. And as always, I'm joined by my fantastic co-host, Marcus Mosier. Give him a follow at Marcus underscore Mosier. We are putting out all of these shows on YouTube. So go check us out over on YouTube, Locked On Dynasty, and hit that subscribe. Subscribe wherever you're listening and help others find the show. We so appreciate you. We are almost done with week 11, Marcus. Time is flying. We've got one game left on the schedule, 49ers versus Cardinals. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. We've got a little, uh, it, it, it's a nice international matchup. Uh, we're we're going to have some fun, but uh, let's, before we dive into that one, let's, let's take a look back at all the wondrous things that happened in week 11. Yeah. Well, let's start with the winners, Kate. And I promise this is going to be the last time we talk about the Kansas city chiefs backfield, because I feel like we do this every single week, but one of my big winners again, Isaiah Pacheco, right? 15 carries, 107 yards. Didn't get in the end zone in this game. But he looked really good. And he's this is the second week in a row that he's dominating the touches. Jarek McKinnon had six t- uh, carries for 24 yards. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had two carries for nine yards. I don't know if you saw the news this morning, but it's a high ankle sprain for Clyde. It sounds, Andy Reid said he's a tough kid, but it doesn't look very good. We talked about this last week about how uh, does the draft capital concern us about Pacheco? And I think the answer is no. He, he's the first running back for the Chiefs in, I mean, a, oh, forever to run for 100 yards. I just kind of think this is his backfield moving forward. Yeah, I, I think the injury to Clyde Edwards-Alaire really just kind of puts the nail in that coffin. Yeah. Uh, the The fact that, you know, there's really no more questions about who is going to be the guy like there. Cause there can't be right. Like it's, yep. it's either Pacheco or it is McKinnon at this point, McKinnon's looked really good in that third down receiving role, but uh, Pacheco's the, the one, two guy uh, moving forward. And yeah, I, I think he's a, he's a start rest of season. Yeah. I, I, I think at the very worst, he's like a flex play for you. Right, I think there's a chance that you could make him an RB two kind of going forward, especially if they start to give him a little bit more work in the passing game. That's one of the things that is at least a little bit concerning about him is the 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 lack of use there. But we really like Isaiah Pacheco going forward. Yeah, I I don't know even if the the question mark is can he fill that role? I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, if he can fill that role, but. The pres- the mere presence of Jarek McKinnon, who's so solidly solidified his role as the receiving back, uh, that that definitely precludes him from getting yep. more work in that area. Uh, who's the winner that you had from Week Eleven? 
I want to talk about Josh Palmer, who yes, is yes. just absolutely crushing it. He's uh, been really, really something special in his role without uh, and his limited opportunities, right? Without Mike Williams, without Keenan Allen, like this has been a uh, a time where he's really got to kind of test himself as a wide receiver one. He's played 90% of offensive snaps in five games this year, and he's had 99 or more receiving yards or a touchdown in four out of those five games. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Palmer is is showing the ability to kind of step up and step into that wide receiver one role for this team. Uh, he's been a, a fairly reliable target for Justin Herbert, and I think uh, I – wasn't sure what to expect out of Josh Palmer if he could step into that role um with with defenses focusing a bit in uh, a bit more on him in coverage but it seems like he can withstand it former third round pick like uh he's he's getting the job done um yes. and I like what he brings to the table uh he he had a huge game in this one uh, I believe it was Oh, wow. Eight catches, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. He could have even had another touchdown in this game. He kind of got hurt in the end zone. The ball was just slightly overthrown. But uh, building off a strong rookie season, you mentioned the draft capital. The efficiency is going up. He's scoring touchdowns. What's not to like? I, I don't think he has the ceiling to be a you know a number one receiver. And even a number two might be a little bit too much in fantasy. But he is a strong wide receiver three every single week. Maybe and you even... look at the you look at the opportunity, Marcus Keenan Allen. He's thirty years old. We've already seen him yes. uh, not be fully healthy. Uh, Mike Williams, for as high as his upside is, like a, a totally different build uh, than Josh Palmer is, like in terms of what he brings to the table. But twenty eight years old also hasn't been consistently healthy. Like if Josh Palmer can stay healthy, this it, there's a very real chance that he can solidify himself as a uh, a staple in this offense and a, a consistent point when there's there's some injury struggles around him. Uh, Kate, I have like four or five other players that I think were big winners from Sunday that I just want your quick thoughts and reactions to. But before we do that, we want to tell you about Total Wine & More. This holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine & More. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite Cabernet or Chardonnay. Uh, what's your favorite wine? Do you have a Do you have a favorite type? Uh, I'm I'm more of a white, dry, uh, really? Sav. Yes, uh, I like I. a Sav Blanc. Yeah, I, I, um, I like the sweet white wines. I, I know. It's, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, listen, we don't judge what people drink on this show. Uh, Again, you can find the perfect gift for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide and all with the confidence of knowing that you found found something special for the absolute lowest price. Love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Curbside pickup available and delivery available as well. In most areas, visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly, B21. We also want to tell you about Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car that you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and coming soon to Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, birthday or holiday. 
Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B, or if you want to test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on for a while. Many Toro hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. All right, Kate, let's run through some huge winners from uh, Week 11. You just gave me your kind of gut initial reaction. Uh, Jamal Williams, 17 carries for 64 yards and three touchdowns. Yowza. <laughs> like, yowza. Um, I, I love Jamal Williams. I, I'm... I'm all in. Uh, Jamal Williams is uh, just kind of fulfilling this power back role, even when DeAndre Swift was healthy. This team was utilizing him yep. around the goal line, and now we see his upside. DeAndre Swift not going to be healthy rest of season, Marcus. I think we we have ourselves a a you know at least an RB two rest of season. I I agree. I in fact. He might even be a little bit better than that. He's going to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns this year, which is absolutely insane. Uh, next one, Devontae Adams, seven catches for 141 yards and two touchdowns on PFF's number one cornerback. I just saw a ranking by a guy named uh, Marcus underscore Mosher, who ranked him as the best cornerback in the league, and Adams absolutely torched him. Kate, Devontae Adams this year on pace for nearly 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns with the Raiders. And they're they're still uh, barely uh, barely doing anything in the win loss column. That's impressive, Marcus. That is impressive. But can you imagine I, that offense without Devonte Adams? Could you imagine that offense without Derek Carr? Yeah, I, I mean, mean whew, like, I, but you know what? Regardless, uh, Devonte Adams to the moon. Yes. Um, now, curious question: uh, Where are you ranking him in terms of? dynasty wide receivers because he's fallen quite a bit and i think that's presumably just due to age um just about to turn 30 wide receiver 16 in the most recent batch of dynasty adp behind michael Pittman. no behind dk metcalf okay i understand that one okay uh behind drake london That really depends on how competitive you think you are right now, right? Because production-wise, that's just not even going to be close this year. In fact, I don't even think next year it's going to be all that close either. But I I think the takeaway is Devontae Adams still has a chance every week to be the wide receiver one. And I don't see that changing. Like He's absolutely getting fed. He's still scoring touchdowns. I know there was a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people thought he was just a product of Aaron Rodgers. That couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, uh, he's got standalone value. And in terms of win now, uh, if you're in win now mode, Devontae Adams might just be the best buy for your team. If if we're valuing him at wide receiver 16 due to age, uh, because we know that production is going to be at wide receiver one level, I think at least for the next two seasons. And Sure. Give me that all day. Next one. Samaj P. Rhyme. Uh, sorry, I, I don't mean to do this to you. Uh, coming <laughs> out game, but uh, he was pretty good on Sunday. Seven carry or sorry, 11 carries for 30 yards, but four receptions for 52 yards and three touchdowns coming into this season. Kate, he had two receiving touchdowns. He had three on Sunday. 
Joe Mixon left this game with a concussion. However, he was still getting work as a receiver, even when Mixon was playing in this game. If Samaj P. Ryan has to start for a week or two going forward, I mean, how is he not an instant start every single week? I mean, I think he's an instant start based on workload alone. But Marcus, I will say I I'm always a little bit nervous when we're putting uh, putting some of that receiving stock like when you're you're overly efficient like that four catches yeah. four, uh four or four targets four receptions three touchdowns he's not going to catch uh you know 75% of his his receptions and take them for touchdowns I, like it was it was a fantastic game i'm not adjusting his uh his value all that much but no. i think his like he his standalone value hasn't changed but his value as a handcuff, like I, I think once we're past a Joe Mixon, uh, you know, past his return, if you're still at a trade window, maybe that's where the Joe Mixon manager says, all right, maybe I maybe I get my handcuff here and and, you know, go with P. Ryan, who, you know, can have some some especially receiving upside. Uh, I agree. Um just a really nice backup running back. Not the most explosive player in the world, but I think he's somebody – and we see this ha- happen every year, right? We get into weeks 11, 12, 13, and running backs get hurt, and we're having to start guys like Samaj P. Ryan. You could certainly do a lot worse than P. Ryan. He could play in the passing game. He's not an explosive runner, but he is reliable. kind of think he's going to be somebody that helps win some weeks over the next couple games, assuming Joe Mixon misses time. Uh, next winner. Tony Pollard, 15 catches, or sorry, 15 carries for 80 yards, six receptions for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Kate, in his last three games, he's at 463 yards and six <laughs> touchdowns. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think what was most exciting is that we saw his production alongside production for Zeke. And yep. we saw him make plays. I mean, this was a incredibly difficult uh, rushing defense coming into this game and like didn't know what to expect from Tony Pollard, especially with the return of Zeke, but saw that production side by side. Um, it's, Tony Pollard's going to earn himself a very big paycheck in free agency. I want to give a couple more names real quick. Uh, why, Amari Cooper, wide receiver, uh-huh. uh, just absolutely crushing it. Ranks 12th in receiving yards in the NFL. Like, has just been completely dominant on what is not the most exciting passing offense. And like, I, I think we have to imagine, and I, I don't like to say his name out loud. Shmushman Swanson. Yeah. That guy, uh, Deshaun Watson. Yep. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's going to be returning. And I think that that, like that ceiling for Amari Cooper is going to be even higher. And I mean, Marcus, the, the, most beautiful thing is that I, I think he's probably one of the best buys for a win now team that we can possibly imagine uh, on in the most recent batch of dynasty ADP wide receiver 22. Yeah. And he's performing as a wide receiver one. And the thing is there's some years where he doesn't necessarily perform as a wide receiver one. It's more like wide receiver two numbers, but what we know from Amari is he's going to get to a thousand yards every year and he's going to score at least seven or eight touchdowns. And if he's doing with it with Jacoby Brissett, I can't imagine that he's not going to do it with Deshaun Watson. I don't think all of a sudden Watson's going to come in 
and he's going to go, he's going to average 150 yards a game or anything. But what you're going to see is more of the same, which is going to lead to a lot of production. Uh, who else do you got? Um, I've got one more name that I want to shout out. Uh, well, I guess it's technically two. I want to shout out a couple of rookies. Chris Olave, yeah, 102 receiving yards and a touchdown. Just absolutely torched the secondary. Like, showed his speed. He looked fantastic. Literally had a perfect passer rating when targeted this week. Like, Chris Olave um, just continues to show out. I think he's he should be very much in the conversation for offensive rookie of the year. And I think these running backs, like as we've seen Damian Pierce continue to struggle um, and, you know, he's getting some tough matchups. So I don't want to take away from what I love about Damian Pierce, but um, I think Chris Olave very much in the mix for that. And let's talk about George Pickens who like, this has been a desolate offense um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mm -hmm. but He's been kind of that one shining moment, right? Like he's a wide receiver 20 in the most recent batch of dynasty ADP 21 years old. Um, You know, I still think there's a ceiling left to discover, you know, he's still, uh, he he missed a lot of time after that torn ACL, then Mm -hmm. never got the opportunity to bounce back. But I, you know, George Pickens, he's probably in for suspension, I'm going to guess, in the week to come, perhaps. Yeah, but we'll see. I, I, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but that's not for sure. Um, the thing is, Kate, he had, was it four for 83 in this game uh, at a touchdown? I mean, it could have been even bigger. He had a play at the end of the game where Kenny Pickett threw just a dime to him down the sideline and went right through his hands. It would have been a walk-in touchdown. He also had another play earlier in this game where he was wide open in the end zone and the ball just didn't get to him. Now, that play would have gotten called back because of it holding, but what you're seeing is the Steelers are targeting him down the field, and they're giving him opportunities. That should be a great sign moving forward that he's going to get chances to make big plays. Yeah, and I think, like, looking at the catches he makes, I mean, that he's not just making these easy catches, Marcus. Like, he's making very difficult, uh, like, you know, these very concentrated catches, which I think it, it looks like watching him play. It looks like you're watching a more seasoned wide receiver. The fact that he's a rookie making these plays always has my jaw on the ground. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, All right. It's time to be a little bit negative on this podcast. We we were overwhelmingly positive in the first 19 minutes of the show, but now (laughs) we need to do some, some negatives from week 11. But before we do that, I want to tell you about prize picks. How does prize picks work? All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on just about any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis. MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDOM. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, 
Prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Kate. Uh, we actually have not talked together about the biggest losers from week 11, but I got a feeling that you and I have the same one. So let's say it at the same time. Let's see if we can do oh, wait, it. Ready? Wait, I'm nervous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Three, two, one. DeAndre Zach Swift. Ah, oh, okay. We're different. Okay, you go ahead and go first. The- Actually, no. So I also had Zach Wilson on okay. my list. Um, DeAndre Swift. I, it's less because uh, I'm still buying DeAndre Swift. Uh, okay. I am not buying Zach Wilson. Uh, Swift got so, the end zone in this game. He can't be that big of a loser, right? He he's uh, more like he's not. I don't want to call him a loser. That's me. I, I think it's Zach it Wilson. I'll call the, a loser. <laughs> it has to more to do with the situation. Like Jamal Williams is just good, right? And we were hoping that this would be a. DeAndre Swift led backfield. It's just not going to be right. Also health. Like that's, that's yeah. Well, let's just knock DeAndre Swift out of the game here first. I feel like this team should shut him down. He came out. He said, you know, like I am not a hundred percent. sounds like, you know, off season surgery, not out of the question. He's had shoulder issues in the past, not played more than 13 games in a season this far. And if they're limiting his touches to this degree, like, I, he was off the injury report, Marcus, but I still think that this is a chronic shoulder injury that he's going to be managing rest of season. He's never exceeded 213 touches in the season. Like I'm buying him because I think the, the upside is so huge in games where he's had 12 or more carries Marcus, he's averaging 21 PPR points per game. Yep. 12 carries. That is the threshold here. And that is a low threshold. Like, when he gets work, he's absolutely dominant. And that's why I'm not willing to write him off just yet, but we have got to start being concerned about his health. And I think, you know, if this team wants to continue to have him available, they might start to limit more of those touches and keep Jamal Williams involved. And it's, it makes it's, sense. It makes sense. Not from just a fantasy perspective, but also like from a team building perspective, like Jamal yes. Williams, it's just a good player, and he's really good near the end zone. So give him some of those touches that, you know, those carries sometimes have a lot of contact in them, right? They're very physical touches. Keep Swift. I don't know. What do you think is the right amount of touches for Swift? 12 to 14 once he's healthy? My number was 15, uh, and I, I feel like that that feels like maybe, you know, 12 carries, three receptions, like – Obviously, you can never micromanage a team like that, but I or a, a player like that to that degree. But but I think that's the range, right? Somewhere between like twelve and sixteen touches a game, and probably like ten carries, four receptions, something like yep. that. Um, and that's, it's that's, just that's fair. And it's tough because we were hoping that Swift would be like the next Christian McCaffrey. They get twenty-two touches a game, and just seems like it's not going to happen. Um, Zach Wilson, Kate, uh, you had him as a loser. Thoughts? <laughs> um, yikes. I completed just nine, nine pass attempts, Marcus. 1.7 yards per pass attempt. That is just, I, I've, I average in my sleep one point, I'm kidding, uh, 1.7 yards per pass attempt. But I mean, just like one, one trip to the red zone, like this team has everything that they need on defense. I truly believe that. Like they yeah, have, I, I think one of the the best cornerback duos in the league between DJ Reed 
and their very, very, very hot rookie sauce Gardner. Like I, I think that they have all of those pieces there, but as long as Zach Wilson is in the mix, I mean, 77 passing yards, Marcus. Well, and if you look at like, if you add in the sacks as well, 44 net passing yards for the Jets on 26 dropbacks. That's hashtag bad. Um, I And like, Marcus, I think maybe what's even more concerning, like this isn't a, this isn't it like a one-off game, right? Like this isn't, no. we've seen, we've seen far, far, far more negative with Zach Wilson, even as one game where he finally exceeded 300 passing yards this year still came with a 48% completion percentage to touchdown. You, you see 355 passing yards in week eight uh, and two touchdowns. You're like, Oh, okay. And then you're like, Oh, like three interceptions. Uh, like this is, he's, he's not good. He's not making good decisions. He's not seeing open receivers like Denzel Mims should have had a very easy yeah. walk in touchdown, just totally missed. Um, I genuinely believe that this is a playoff team if they make the move to Joe Flacco, which is like the most insane thing I've ever said in my life. But the most concerning part, Marcus, is that Zach Wilson has officially lost the locker room. Like there is no turning back. We've already seen the frustration from Elijah Moore. Well, guess what? Garrett Wilson comes out after week 11 and just opens up a can of whoop ass on this this offense and I, there's no going back from that. You don't win back these receivers after this kind of performance period. Yep. yep. I, I agree. Um, I think that's the biggest thing here, right? Is if Zach Wilson was struggling and he owned it and said, Hey, I just need to play better. The defense was awesome. And the teammates were like really rallying behind him. No, nope. it's different. Right. I, it's I think not. I, I think we're talking about him today in the play, but we're not talking about him being benched next week, right? I, I'm in total agreement with you. Like, I am somebody that believes that the most important thing a team needs to do with a franchise quarterback is develop him. It's even more important than winning and losing, right? Because if you can develop a quarterback earlier in their career, it's going to set you up to win long term. It's just clear that Zach Wilson isn't it. Okay, like you look at his stats, we've got 20 games now and he's got a completion percentage of 55, a passer rating of 72, the yards per attempt are the worst in the league. 20 games is not a small sample size and he's not getting better and I think there's a legitimate chance he's just not on this roster next year and he's not a starting quarterback and for people that took him high in super flex leagues or traded picks for him and assets Sorry, but it's it's just not going to happen. It's not. At this point, I will literally sell him. It Like, say you're in a super flex league and somebody's just in a rough spot, Marcus. Like, sure, I'll go around and I'll see if there's somebody in need of QB2, QB3, uh, who will buy Zach Wilson for a fourth round pick. Like, sure. I, right. you need to offload him for it's anything just, that you can get. It's taking up a bench spot. I mean, I, he's got a lot of like, it's not a question of talent. He's got two of like my favorite wide receivers in the NFL. I love Elijah Moore. I love Garrett Wilson. I think they like Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, not no knock to Chris Olave, but I said he was my pick for the most pro ready wide receiver in this draft class. And 
it's time. He can't, he can't figure out how to use them. It's time to move on. And I don't think the coaching is the issue either. Like your defense is doing their part. It's every single issue is being traced back to Zach Wilson. And I will readily sell him yep. for anything that I can get. hundred percent agree. I think he's got to be the biggest loser of the week. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making locked on dynasty. Your first listen for your next listen, check out the locked on sports today podcast, the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday. We're off on Thanksgiving, but Kate, you and I will be back on Friday to break down the three games that we have on Thanksgiving. All three of them should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to doing that. Go follow the show on YouTube at Lockdown Dynasty. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you guys next time.